0: There were two more murders 15 miles well, away described huh? by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird Good morning. Of- murder Arguments between parent and child can get really heated. They come from a place of extreme love and care, and emotions can get the best of both parties. On March 10, 1983, a woman named Dorka Lisker was killed and her son was immediately arrested for the crime. This boy, who was just 17 at the time, would spend most of his life in prison claiming his innocence. So, did he really kill his mother? Or was he the product of a grossly negligent criminal justice system? So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Orca Lisker, 66 years old, lived in the Sherman Oaks neighborhood in California with her husband and adopted son, Bruce. On March 10, 1983, Van Nuys police received a call from a terrified Bruce stating that when he went into his parents' home that day to borrow a jack for his car, he found the house locked. Concerned, he walked around to the backyard to look through the living room window and patio glass door. When he peered inside, he saw his mother's feet in the entryway hallway and began breaking in through the kitchen window to get to her. Once he was finally inside, he found his mother was laying on the ground in a pool of blood. She had been beaten with one of his Little League trophies, as well as her husband's metal exercise bar, before being stabbed in the back with a pair of steak knives. When he initially entered the home, the knives were still protruding from her back. He removed them and called paramedics, but Dorka Lisker died in the hospital shortly after arriving. As police were called to the scene, the lead investigator noticed there were bloody footprints in the hall, the nearby bathroom, the kitchen, and outside of the residence. Bruce, who was just 17 at the time, became the immediate suspect and was brought in for questioning, at first, simply because he found his mother's body. But, once police began digging in the teen's life... He became a suspect for more than just his tragic timing. Bruce became a heavy drug user from an early age. He smoked, drank, and was a frequent user of methamphetamine. He had been arrested in June of 1982 for throwing a screwdriver at a motorist during an argument and was booked for assault with a deadly weapon, though it was later reduced to vandalism. Bruce, at just 17, was living in his own apartment, funded by his parents in an effort to straighten out the recent high school dropout. And there he was in the police station, dressed in his Led Zeppelin shirt with a history of drugs and arguments with his mother over money, and a police investigator who was dying to pin the murder of a little old lady on someone. Immediately, the investigator began questioning if Bruce could have even seen his mother's body from the window he claimed. And quickly, this became the foundation for arguments of his guilt. The detective claimed that, due to the mid-morning sun, Bruce's view of his mother's body would have been blocked by the reflection of the fireplace and brick planter. Meaning, if he was in the house, it could have been before she died, not as the product of seeing her on the floor. That, if he was lying about this, then he must be lying about everything else. And if he was lying and there were no other suspects, then it must be Bruce, right? Except there was another suspect one that wasn't being given the diligent investigation he deserved. Shortly after his arrest, Bruce wrote a letter to the lead detective stating that a man named Mike Ryan should be looked into. According to Bruce, his father had mentioned that Mike, a habitual runaway with a drug problem and a lengthy rap sheet, had stopped by the Lisker home the day before the murder. He had gone to see Dorca looking for some odd jobs for some cash, but she turned the boy down. Mike had been a friend, but he and Bruce had a falling out, and had arrived in Los Angeles just days before the killing and skipped town the next day. Not just that, but there was a call found on the Lisker phone bill that showed a number nearly identical to Mike Ryan's mother's. With all of this in mind, Mike seemed to be a pretty viable suspect. So, they tracked down Mike, who was in a Mississippi juvenile hall, after attempting to break into a woman's home, and then told the detective that he had checked into a motel in Hollywood around 11 a.m., the suspected time of death. This was inconsistent with the motel's registration, but Mike simply stated that he checked in under an alias after being involved in a knife fight. Despite his nonsense story, criminal record, and being in the house the day before the murder, the lead detective dismissed him as a suspect after running his record and it coming up clean. Which, again, made no sense. It was later determined that this detective used Mike Ryan's wrong birth date, and that, when the right one was entered, a long list of offenses came up. Including a robbery of a teenager at knife point just 10 months before Dorca was killed. Mike Ryan, who was officially considered clear of the crime, went on to spend six years in prison for attacking a San Francisco woman at knife point in 1986, and in 1996, he committed suicide. This man, the one who seemed like a solid lead in the Lisker case, wasn't even brought up in the trial against Bruce Lisker. The jury never knew of a second suspect only of the 17-year-old boy who is now being charged with his mother's murder. What they did know was that, within days of arriving at the county jail, three inmate informants reported that Bruce Lisker confessed to murdering his mother after she caught him rummaging through her purse. Informants who had a reduced sentence to gain by their confession. Five days into the trial, Bruce was offered an out. If he would plead guilty to second-degree murder, he would be allowed to serve a juvenile sentence and be released by 25. If not, he would be tried for first-degree murder. So, Bruce admitted to killing his mother, and when confronted with the evidence, a judge changed his mind and ruled that Bruce would have to serve time as an adult. The rest is unfair history. Bruce Lisker was convicted of second-degree murder and transferred to an adult prison where he spent the next 26 years. He was eligible for parole a few times and was denied every time. In 1995, Bruce used the inheritance from his father's passing to finally get the justice he deserved and hired a private investigator. Then, in 2000, a break in the case... Bruce discovered that the lead detective in his mother's case had written the parole board stating that Dorca's purse, the purse that he had been rifling through the day she was killed, was found by the home's new owners, another nail in Bruce's coffin. However, when questioned, the new owner said no such thing happened. This proved what Bruce had suspected all along, that the lead investigator in the case was dishonest and willing to do anything to prove that Bruce was involved in his mother's murder. More inconsistencies were found, including the bloody footprints that did not match Bruce's, and it was enough that, in 2009, after more than 26 years in prison, Bruce Lisker was released. The City of Los Angeles has stated that Bruce will not be retried for the murder of his mother, due, in large part, to complete lack of evidence.